Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply politics, and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. If you were one of those people who was on social media or whatever saying that there's no way President Trump is going to get impeached, they're, they're not going to do that. That will never happen or whatever like that. Or if you were one of those people who were thinking that as soon as Nancy Pelosi gavels down those articles of impeachment, he is no longer president. He is forever out of your life and whatever i'm guessing wednesday was quite a shock and a surprise for you this is trend chat with brian bledsoe And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Did I say Twitter? I'm 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 forgetting them. I keep I keep adding one seems like every week, but yeah. All of it is at Trend Chat 24-7. And we're available on TrendChat247.com. Also, most popular podcast outlets your google plays your apple podcast your spotify your uh, what stitcher well no no not, no no we're not on stitcher actually <laughs> i don't know maybe we are by now i don't know iHeartRadio. radio yeah just check out check us out on there like share subscribe you know all that jazz and first off just want to say thank you to odgapparel.com you get a lot of stylish Christian apparel, whether it's shirts, mugs. Like I have the Stop Being Dead hoodie, not the hoodie. Well, I had the long sleeve and also the the, the shirt and all that. When I was on Blaze TV with Chad Prather, I was wearing that shirt, the Stop Being Dead. That was from odgapparel.com. If you go to odgapparel.com, put in the code TC, like Trend Chat, TC10, you get 10% off on there also 1776united.com as well i appreciate them too as far as having very stylish patriotic gear and again just like mugs hats shirts hoodies etc it goes on and on check them out 1776united.com put in the code trend chat 
you get 20% off. So check them two out before I want to get that in there. Just want to say this is the last episode of 2019. We'll be back next year with a, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, we've already done a number of candidate interviews that are going to be posted all throughout January and probably into February. And so I appreciate all the candidates that I've talked to so far that I'm going to talk to soon. And so we'll be posting all of that. And I don't know if I want to say this because right now we're, <laughs> we're kind of full. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking when I was of doing this. So I may have to change the format and how I was going to do all these candidates. But um, I guess I'll say it anyway. If you want, <laughs> if you want someone to come on trend chat for a candidate interview, you know, hit us up on messenger across all those social media accounts. Like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, all of that at trend chat 24 seven. It's all the same name. And so, yeah, um, like I said, as of right now, we're getting to the point where it'll be going into February and it, it may be, it may be both months, maybe January and February. I don't know, but, um, that's next year. This is the last episode of 2019. And so we'll have Layla Perny with us and we'll talk about, um, videos she did recently and also just, um, and being a second amendment advocate and also what we didn't get into because it's something we found out after the interview, but she is also the Texas state chair for empower Two a. And so that if you don't know about empowered, we've had Antonio Okafor on numerous times. And so she is now the Texas state chair for empowered. And so we'll talk with her later on. And, but first, as I mentioned, in the intro about impeachment i know i said during well, a couple of episodes ago that i wasn't going to talk much about it until you know i'm well i said i'll mention when it actually goes through which i knew it would um and it did so this past wednesday the 19th um not well not 19th the, well, that was the 18th <laughs> Sorry, my time, you know, my dates run together. Being a truck driver, you really don't have like a really <laughs> frame of time. Like you don't have weekends. You're just on the road. You just have days off. It's not really a weekend. because <laughs> It could be during the week or on the weekend. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, days run together. So, yeah, on the 18th, that when the two articles of impeachment for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, were voted and the Democrat majority house, all the Democrats, well, not all of them, actually two voted against it and uh, against one of them and three voted against the other. I forgot which one is which, but yeah, so it wasn't all Democrats. It was the majority. It was enough, put it that way. It was enough to get it passed. So it's not like they cared much about you know, one or two people not voting for it. And that was one thing where if there were any bit of hope that this impeachment would not happen is that it would come down to those Democrats that are in districts that, um, the president won in 
2016 that those particular representatives may be a little um you know not nearly as committed <laughs> as the rest because they know of the district that they won in but either way it it, it passed and like i said it, it wasn't no shock to me i'm pretty sure to the people who were <laughs> as i mentioned in the beginning i don't know how many people would study saying they just kept saying that oh in a way trump is gonna get impeached no that's not gonna happen like do you not understand the makeup of the house and how this works and on the other side because like i posted on facebook um recently on my personal page it's it's like everyone all of a sudden figured out how impeachment works whether it's you know republicans or conservatives or whatever the ones who are studying saying that well it's not going to happen and he's not going to get impeached and kept saying <laughs> and voting in polls in high numbers when you ask if if president trump is going to get impeached it'll be like uh, overwhelming saying no like do you you do know who is in the majority in the house and how that's probably going to work anyway and then you had a flip side <laughs> where where you had those um, Democrats and liberals out there who were thinking as soon as impeachment <laughs> goes through, he is no longer president. Like apparently, you know, you don't know how that works either. So, so to those groups of people, it was like they got a real quick lesson on impeachment. So, look, this is history, you know, one way or another, because this is the third president who is been impeached by the house so it, it is history making it's a hist historic day so um even though you've you know pretty much knew the outcome of it i would say as soon as they started talking about drawing up articles of impeachment that was it all these hearings that they did the past couple of weeks were just just theater <laughs> that's all it was just to get to this point so one thing I would say is that I feel like one, the bar has been lowered tremendously <laughs> as far as any impeachments. You know, the precedent has been set now by Democrats for, I would say, more frequent impeachments because I would not be surprised we have another impeachment a lot sooner than we had since since Clinton until now I wouldn't be surprised there would be another one especially if Republicans take over in the house and you have a Democrat president wouldn't shock me one bit we have another have an impeachment um, or at least try to have an impeachment because there is one thing you have to consider uh, that is the media and how it will be and how this will be reported and how it will be um view to the public at least how the mainstream media will so if you flip this around if uh, republicans are in control of the house and you have a democrat president and republicans try to bring up articles of impeachment for whether it's valid or not the media will not be on their side unlike how they were for uh, for the democrats in the house to impeach trump so that's one factor you have to play in how much resolve will the Republicans have to dismiss, to just not pay attention to the media that is not going to, that is going to be actively 
against and actively reporting against impeachment of whoever the Democratic um, president would be. And so you, that's one thing to, to figure out in the future. But nevertheless, I think there's going to be, if not more, I guess an actual impeachment, there definitely is going to be um, more, more are going to try, put it that way. <laughs> it's going to be proposed. They may get voted down or whatever, or they may not go through with it all the way like they did now. The Democrats just did. But I think that is going to come up a lot more. And I think from that, that's going to diminish the weight of impeachment. If we keep going down this road every <laughs> every couple of years, there's always this impeachment of whoever it is, whether it's a you know Democrat or Republican, it's going just just to water down what impeachment means and what and why you were even going to impeach impeach a president and so yeah i wouldn't be surprised there's going to be more coming up and it wouldn't shock me at all and that i mean that's the president that was set on wednesday i don't know how many people will think of that now also just um just want to let you know in the middle of all of this the impeachment talk the, the hearings and all that maybe you didn't know about this and i'm pretty sure they didn't want you to know but in the midst of all of this impeachment the congress just passed another trillion dollar spending bill yep <laughs> in case you didn't know that happened too all the other stuff with impeachment were going on. Everybody focused on that. And then this, <laughs> this huge trillion dollar spending bill just slipped right under the radar. <laughs> so, but <clears throat> as you can tell, this will probably be about the, well, this is going to be the most because then we're going to go into the trial, um, which I'm just now hearing that Nancy Pelosi is not, um, I guess sending those articles of impeachment to the Senate seems like they're stalling or feel like they don't want to do it right now for some reason and i have my reasons as to why but <clears throat> but before we get to that let's hear a word from our friends with the founder project and we will <laughs> we will get to a little bit of um what the what i suspect is going on this is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. This is Trend Chat. All right, so now that the 
House have voted on articles of impeachment. Now it goes to the Senate. And as I mentioned before, that it seems like the Democrats are one to delay sending those articles to the Senate. So as a <laughs> off the top of my head, I'm just because I just heard this news maybe an hour or so before we started recording. And I'm thinking that that they maybe are wanting to hold off a little bit maybe to give the Democrat you know uh, presidential candidates in the Senate maybe they want to delay it at least to get past the Iowa caucus so they can have time to go to Iowa and campaign I mean that's just the first thing that came across my mind then I thought they, you know, they're not trying to delay this all the way through next year, right? <laughs> that they're not even going to send it at all. That they're just going to hold on to it and try to make it seem like, well, we should wait until the public decide in 2020 as far as senators and let and try to use this as as a campaign point. <laughs> to maybe switch the Senate in the in the chance in their mind that President Trump wins re-election and so if they use this and hold on to it throughout the year I don't know all this is off the top of my head I don't even know how long you can hold on to this maybe you, maybe there's a, a time limit I mean I don't have um, all the rules in, in my head and also I don't have anyone on to talk about it right now but it's just me talking. <laughs> but if they could hold on to it throughout the 2020 and try to use that to try to get whoever try to flip the Senate, you know, and in case, you know, president gets reelected, then then they'll <laughs> if they flip the Senate, then they send the articles over and then it goes through the trial. And then the possibility of him being removed from office is high if the democrats are in control of the senate i don't know that just i have no clue the last couple of sentences i i just said probably are nonsense if the people who know and then maybe listening like that's not even possible so yeah i'm not even gonna go you know too far with that because i am literally just going off the top of my head but one thing i do um think that should happen at least and I don't think it's going to, but I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago and just about this whole impeachment that is, you know, we know it's going to happen and whatever. And what I would want, I would want the president to come out and in the next couple of days, hold a big press conference and talk about the impeachment or whatever. But also at the end of it, says something to the effect of in the coming year in 2020 well we're going to be focused on re-election obviously in our campaign but we're also going to be focusing on two other issues we're going to put all our <laughs> all of our focus on illegal immigration whether you know building the you know continue building the border um 
funding for ICE and funding for for national security and all that, border security and all of that. We're going to focus everything on that this year. And also, we are going to open investigations on Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. We are going to focus all our energy on those two things for the for 2020. It will be some like a slogan of investigation and immigration or something like that. <laughs> That's something I, I would, you know, want um, want to see. I have no clue. That's just just something I was talking to with a friend of mine. And I was thinking that, I, you know, that's something I would think of. I mean, that would rile up the base. I know that much. And on two fronts, you'd be focusing on illegal immigration and also on Hillary Clinton and, and investigation and all that. Yeah, that'll that, that'll get um get supporters behind you. Yeah, but that's a. Uh, but that's just me. Who knows? Um, again, this going into 2020 and the campaigns for Democrats and with the president and all that. So we'll, we'll see 2020 is going to be crazy and funny thing. Um, just found out couple of days ago that president trump is going to be speaking at the student action summit for turn point usa and the reason i mentioned that is because we talked about that with layla perney who is going to be joining us um coming up and also in just talking about sas and thinking about cpac coming up every year you know we go up to dc for cpac and I think you know 2020 CPAC is going to be huge. I mean, it's already big, but I think it's going to be a lot more focused. It's going to be people who are fired up and wanting to um, get ready for the for the campaign and really get out there and all of that. And and so yeah, we're looking forward to going there. And and we think this may be the last time. Well, at least consecutively. <laughs> That we're going, we may not go in 2021. It also just depends if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, we're doing this for another year or so. And so we'll see where we're at at the end of 2020. And so everything is kind of like we just really focus on 2020. And after that, we'll see what I mean. We're thinking about other opportunities that may be presented to us. We don't know. Um, we just don't know. It, it, things are kind of up in the air, at least in the first couple of months. Um, by the time we get to the middle of 2020, we'll probably probably know <laughs> what's going to happen, whether we're continuing or not. So, yep, yeah, yeah. So, just stay tuned for all that. And before uh, we get to our interview with Layla, Layla, we're going to hear a word from the politics, and after that. We'll have an interview with Layla. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also a contributor at Politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. 
Hey, this is Benny Johnson. You're listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe, the best beard in the business. Hello, this is Trend Chat. And we are very pleased to have Layla Perney with us. She is a Second Amendment advocate, and we wanted to bring her on because we saw her on one of the latest videos for Turning Point USA's 180 series, which, if you haven't seen, are a great videos that, as the title says, give you 180 seconds to discuss a particular topic. And for Layla, she was talking about, you know, as I mentioned in her introduction, that being a Second Amendment advocate. And I'm going to ask about that and some other things as well. So how are you doing, Layla? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, so first off, just let everyone know a little bit about yourself. I mean, I know me personally, I we never met yet, but I've heard your name before, and so I don't, but I don't know the full story or some of the story. So let everyone know. Sure, sure. So right now, I'm a graduate student at Harvard, and I was living in Boston with six other girls and. Essentially, when I went home for a weekend, they searched my bedroom and found out that I had guns, legally owned guns, and they were not okay with that. So they reported me to my landlord, and even though everything was legal and safe, my landlord said that I either need to move out immediately or pay him 6000 plus a month in rent. Um so it was basically just an infringement on my rights because everything was legal and safe. There was nothing in our contract that said anything about guns. And ever since then, I've just been so engrossed in what's happening in the U.S. and and how people are handling Second Amendment and how people are so opposed to it, but they really don't know what they're talking about when it comes to these issues. So why six hundred? What was six thousand dollars? How much you said it was? Yeah, six thousand dollars. Six thousand. Okay, y'all. And why? Because they said that if I were to stay with the guns in the house, and the girls didn't feel comfortable, my roommates didn't feel comfortable, then they could move out free of charge, and I would have to continue paying their rent. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy in Boston, but just goes to show that. And so that charge was to cover their rent because they left because they're the ones afraid of, of a firearm. Well, they threatened to leave. So, yeah, it's when they threatened to leave, my my landlord said, well, I don't care that this is legal and safe. People feel uncomfortable, so you've got to be the one to go. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't care. Didn't care that it is legal and that you have them legally. He still is going to charge, want to charge you that money. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um so what, so what happened after all this? I mean, did you fight it or what What happened? Definitely. We're actually proceeding with a lawsuit right now. Oh, okay. Uh, against four of my roommates, the ones that searched my bedroom and 
The FBI has a certain mystique, but for those who work here, the intrigue is real. We're looking for experts from all backgrounds to bring our mission and your career to life. Visit fbijobs.gov forward slash radio. And found my guns and then also against my landlord. Um, just because we've got to tell people that you can't search people's private property if if you just simply disagree with anything about them. You can't just go through somebody's personal belongings because you might not agree. They didn't even know that I had guns at the time. So it's just mm. insane. So given that you already had guns um, on you, I'm guessing you were already um, at least pro-gun in some way. So I just want to ask, so uh, I guess what motivated you to, A, just exercise your right, you know, to bear arms, but was this the situation that made you more of an advocate for the Second Amendment? Oh, well, I've always been pro-gun. Um, I didn't – I wasn't really somebody who concealed carried until I had an instance happen where I thought I've really got to start taking care of myself and watching my surroundings more and understanding that there are so many threats out there that we really don't even realize. So when I was in college, I was unfortunately in an abusive relationship, and that kind of made me start thinking, okay, this is the point in my life where I'm either going to decide to make smart decisions and protect myself or I am going to be a victim. So I chose the first. And then another incident happened where I was leaving a Walmart late at night and this guy approached me and fortunately I had my gun on me at the time. So nothing came of it, but it just, from those two instances, I thought this is something I always have to keep on my person at all times, no matter what. Now, given that, you know, you was up at Harvard where this happened, and so um, I'm, I'm just want to ask, so how difficult is it to carry in that area? I'm just, I'm, I'm guessing maybe it was easy, but I'm just guessing it was, it's not as easy as it is down here in Texas. No, definitely not. I had uh, several months long of a wait to be able to even have my preliminary interview to get my license. So it's definitely not as easy, but it's also not as hard as people make it out to be. Because after all, you, this is a right that we we can't be denied. So I think that they give you this waiting game and they put into place all these different things that you have to do maybe to deter you from going forward with the process. But all in all, if, if you're a good citizen and you take the proper classes and you know what you're doing, you have knowledge of gun safety and you don't pose a threat to anybody, then this is the right that should be guaranteed for everybody. Yeah, I will say um, a lot of these, uh, especially the more liberal states, want to put as many, as many obstacles in your way to, as you said, deter you from wanting to, you know, to have a firearm. And I know a lot of it, they can, they can cover that under 
like the veil of where we're just trying to be thorough and safe, but I, I feel like it's more intentional to try to deter people from actually caring or even want to go down the route by, as you say, to make you wait for months or even add all sorts of crazy fees and whatever to to pay. And so, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Not good yeah. for people that do need it in situations of, say, domestic abuse or mm-hmm. or just really needing that personal safety measure right away. It's kind of denying that for people that really do need it. So, and I'm, not and good. It, Oh, and it, and it also really hurts the people who are not able to, one, have the financial means and to pay some of these fines that they levy on people, as well as the time that it takes. And so a lot of these people, that the people that it hurt are the ones in with the low-income area where, um you know, they don't have a lot of time and money to be, you know, going through all that, but yet – a lot of in a lot of places they need need it more than most, and so I, I don't think. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree, and I think that's how you know illegal gun ownership comes into play because we make it so much more convenient for people to get these guns off the street, and we make it so much more cheap and affordable in that way. So it kind of makes people think, okay, well, I'll just get this the easier, quick, fast, cheap way instead of going through all the paperwork and, you know, getting verified on everything and having people look into my private life so that they can make this decision to see if I'm fit enough to have my Second Amendment right. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, it's um, especially in particular states and like the more liberal states that just something – uh, the people really have to understand and and know that um that they really need to stand up for their rights. But um from that I know I saw as I mentioned earlier about your video on the on Turner Point USA's one eighty series. Um and I wanted to it's funny because uh before when I had you to come on um, at the time of this recording, I just found out as far as my podcast page on Facebook has been blocked again <laughs> um, for, as they say, sharing too much content from other sources, which, I mean, I guess then to break that down, they're saying that I'm sharing too much content from other pages. And <laughs> now even though um, the video, I've only shared one video from the I. <laughs> From the 180 series, which is yours, to say that you were going to be on the on the podcast. That's all the only one I shared. But for that, wow. Facebook <laughs> Facebook felt like, well, you're sharing too much content, so one is too much. I'm guessing because well, I haven't shared anything too else. Much, too much content that's conservative. See, if you were yeah. to share a video from CNN or MSNBC, you'd be totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And like I said, this is the second time, so. Hopefully we'll see what happens by the time um, this airs. Maybe it has cleared up, but who knows? Last time it was almost three weeks, so so I don't know how long it's going to be this time. We'll we'll find out. But um, well, I, I, I wanted to ask. So how did you get on to making making this video for Turning Point? 
So Turning Point brought me on as an ambassador about six, seven months ago, right after my story had aired on Fox News. And they've been amazing ever since. Basically, they they told us that if we had something that we wanted to um, teach people about or anything that we wanted to educate people about, then we should come up with different facts that support our arguments and articulate them in a way that is going to be really quick. You get it in 180 seconds, and it's just understandable. It breaks down a whole bunch of arguments that the left tries to manipulate. And so I obviously was very keen on talking about the Second Amendment and why we cannot just question the veracity and and just the ability for us to be able to have these guns. Yeah. And I know when I saw your video and it was um that like I said that was my first time cuz I didn't I didn't know about the story um that happened you know with you in Harvard. And so, you know, and from that I was saying like, well, Let's see if we can see if we can get her on on the podcast. And so now the whole 180 series, um, I guess for people that don't know about it, so, um, I guess let them know as far as, like I said, just 180 seconds, and then they just talk about different issues, whether it is the Second Amendment or abortion or something like that. Um, I guess tell people a little a little more as far as that particular series. Sure. It's. It's super cool because it really gives individual people the ability to have a platform and tell their side of the story and have them support what they believe to be true through factual evidence. It's nothing that Turning Point pushes on anybody. They really just let us have creative freedom and our ability to have these arguments and these really real conversations. So, it's really cool. It's just very quick to the point and it's all research backed. So, I mean, everything that is in those videos has been verified by tons of people at Turning Point and obviously through us, the people that are coming up with our arguments and our, our facts and researching into all of it. So you can trust that it's factual and it's it's basically just saying, hey, here are the basic facts that you should know if you're arguing against this issue or you're arguing for this issue. It's just good stuff to have in your back pocket whenever these issues do come up. Yeah, and and, and speaking of turning point, I've spoken with uh, Lisa Williams uh, in a previous episode about the student action summit coming up, and as a, uh, I'm guessing you're going to be attending as well. I am. It's going to be the best time ever. I haven't been to SAS before, but I have been to the Young Women's Leadership Summit, uh, TSAS, and a couple other events through Turning Point, and everybody always says that SAS is the most fun time so i'm really looking forward to it yeah so who else uh going to be speaking in that class I, I mean i've seen the lineup i saw 
Ben Shapiro is going to be at the um, leadership ball, and and I mean it's a who's who of going to be speaking, and and it's for uh, three days. Am I correct? Three days, nineteenth to the twenty second. So okay. maybe is that like four days, right? Well, I think uh, it's just a half day on the twenty second. Um, but yeah, Turning Point is really incredible at getting the best of the best speakers. I mean, it's it's like you said, it's always a who's who, because um, we have like Kimberly Gilfoyle and like you said, Ben Shapiro. Laura Ingram, Dan Crenshaw, Ted Cruz. I mean, it's it's an amazing lineup for sure. And it really, it honestly is like going to a concert, which is kind of funny. But when we were at the um, PFAS and Donald Trump was there, it was really hilarious because everybody was lined up the night before to hear him speak. So it really, really is like going to a concert. Yeah, I've been to a couple of times a couple of events where you know, President Trump is spoke with his CPAC or the NRA. And, yeah, you, you have the people that are there the day before, you know, just sitting right in front of the door, right, <laughs> to make sure that they're one of the first to to be in. So, yeah, I, I know exactly um, how that scene looks. So, and uh, one thing I wanted to ask, now, SAS, which stands for Student Action Summit, so is it just for students and old people like me come? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anybody can come. But the the premise of it is to get younger generations involved and excited about what's happening in politics. But really, mm-hmm. anybody is welcome to join. And it's just a good time for all. And it's a, it's a really good opportunity to just learn, honestly. So, okay. yeah, everybody's welcome. Okay. And if people want to know, about um about it and i know at this time when you're hearing this they'll probably be going on so maybe people can't can't fly straight down there now but if people want to find out about sas or about turning point and want to connect with you where would they go on social media and all that jazz yeah definitely i'd say follow turning point usa on instagram twitter facebook they do a whole bunch of live streaming on there. They also post videos of Charlie Kirk just destroying people in arguments, which is sometimes the highlight of my day. But um, also just to be able to see the events that are coming up, I'd say check back on the website frequently uh, just so you can have that in your calendar because there's so much coming up. I mean, they've already – started planning things for next year's Young Women's Leadership Summit. So it's really, really exciting. Okay. And if people want to find you, connect with you on social media, where would it go? So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And just recently I got a Twitter. Um, All of it you can find it under Layla Perney. My name is kind of hard to spell, but the last name is P-I-R-N-I-E. and I will be so honest, I don't understand this whole Twitter thing. So if you ever see me post a tweet that just doesn't make sense, just ignore it because I don't know what I'm doing over here with the retweets and the <laughs> everything else. All right. Well, Layla, well, thank you so much for coming on and hope we get a chance to speak with you again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so, so much for having me on.
Hey, this is Antonia Okafor with Empowered, and you are listening to Trend Chat with Brian. Yep, and thanks to Layla for joining us. And like I said, um, she is now the Texas State Chair for Empowered, and you just heard from Antonia there. And so, yeah, th- you know, thanks again for Layla for joining us. And here we are at the end of 2019, and we also have a new Star Wars movie coming out. Now, I guess if you notice, we didn't do a a long episode or two or three, as we did in the past, on Star Wars. Um, we just didn't have time. Well, just it didn't come together quick enough, and I I didn't forget, but it just I you know i know the last time we done we did like multiple episodes because i get someone on we talk about star wars and we go on and on and on and actually what you hear on the podcast is almost half of what we talk about because i don't want to go too long but anyway rise of skywalker comes out as you're hearing this it it is out it's friday and friday december 20th and well, we plan on seeing it. Right now, we're in Cincinnati on our way to Wisconsin later today. And who knows if we'll, if I get to a movie theater, I mean, that I can park at. It's a lot of complications that kind of go into it when you're driving a truck <laughs> to go to a movie theater or whatever. And all of that is number of things you have to factor in and all that. And where I'm going, I have to... If I was going to go, I had to find a theater and then they got to let me park there and all of that. And if I could park there overnight, it's a lot. It's it's not just me just pulling up and going in. So. So hopefully sometime this weekend we'll go now. Notice. On Rotten Tomatoes, which is one of those um, sites that calculate the score according to the critics and how they how they see it and um, if it's if they think it's good then it's fresh and over a a number of critics then they pull out you know they put out a score and and as of right now it is at 50 something percent at least last time i checked it was at like 57 percent so that means that uh, a little more than half like um, rise of skywalker at least now so that means that it's it's mixed but it also doesn't even come close to what the critics thought of last jedi which came out in 2017 now the funny thing about that is that the critics loved last jedi it was up in like in the 90s high 90s for critics but the fans people like myself you know didn't like it as much now 
I said fans like myself. Now, me personally, I didn't have that much of an issue with uh, Last Jedi. There were some things that I didn't care for, but I didn't like outright hate it. I can watch it again. Um, my main criticism was there one scene um, in the middle where you had Finn and Rose, like, like let's, you know, you have to know about Star Wars to get these names. I'm not going to get into all time to describe it all. <laughs> But if you know, you know. So there's a scene where Finn and Rose go to this like casino world and whatever like that. And that whole, all of that, it just, I felt was, it was unnecessary and it just didn't need to be there. But I felt like I, that the director himself, Ryan Johnson, I think him and I'm not just him. There's plenty of other people who wanted to, you know, put, get their social justice warrior on and show the evils of capitalism and blah 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 and wanted to use that as you know as an analogy for that so i felt that and also on top of you know what if i if i go down this route i will be on for another hour so that being said i don't just i don't hate it but there were just some things i don't like anyway a lot of people really didn't like last jedi so and it it's not like it bombed at the box office. It did well. But now you're seeing the critics not be in love with Rise of Skywalker. So I'm thinking, is it going to be the other way around for the audience? Are fans going to love it then? Is it going to be one of those cases where, so like if you look at Last Jedi, it says 90%, over 90% um, fresh for critics and like 50 or 40 something percent for the audience so it's going to be the other way around this time with it being around 57 now for critics and the audience is going to be like in the 80s or 90s <laughs> so i don't know we'll see um because one thing about rotten tomatoes in particular they don't you know they don't let you score the movie until the movie is um out in theaters which actually makes a little you know makes sense to me um but it's just something they changed back when Captain Marvel came out because before you were able to, um, you know, leave some sort of score even before the movie comes out, which actually doesn't make sense. So, but it was also a response to when Captain Marvel came out. It, it was already at a, at a low score and the movie hasn't, hasn't came out yet. And so um, to protect <laughs> Captain Marvel and just Marvel in general, they changed it to, to, to what they have now, um, which, like I said, it, it makes sense. I don't, I don't know why you would judge a movie off <laughs> that you haven't even seen at all. Like I could see maybe watch the trailer and say like, oh, I don't think this for me. But just outright just said, no, this movie's trash. How you know you ain't even seen it yet? And OK, maybe if it's not your type of movie, maybe. But if it's <laughs> if it's something that you normally watch like a Marvel movie. And then all of a sudden you just from the trailer, you just make a definitive statement that this movie is, I, I'm not going to like it at all. I mean, yeah, but I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that can find something good in pretty much anything I watch. So it's not too much that I'm just going to just outright trash. Um, there's, yeah, there's a couple movies that I can just say, I, this kind of going off a little bit, but, this is the last episode, so whatever. But um, 
for last episode for 2019 not not ever but last episode for this year so i'm not gonna be back for a couple of weeks i'm gonna i guess i'll get this little rant out the i don't normally i don't leave movies at all like when i go to theater i know i hear from a lot of people where they just they'll go to a movie and they if they don't like it they'll just leave right <laughs> or you know in the middle of the movie and like I said, I'm one of those people I can find something enjoyable in whatever. I don't care if it's like a rom-com or just whatever. Um, if I'm going to the movies with a, with someone else that's watching a movie that I normally wouldn't see, I can still get something out of it and um, or whatever. But there is one movie in all the times I've been going to the movies that I just said, no, I can't. I cannot finish watching this. Right, this movie is too bad that I can't sit here. Like I felt like I was just really where a lot of people say a lot of times where they're just wasting their time. Like I felt like, okay, I just can't stay here. This is too bad of a movie. And the name of that movie is called red line. Now, if you don't know what that is good for you. So, but if you look it up, it's a, it's a knockoff of fast and furious basically. And it's with Eddie Griffin. I forget who else is in it, but that is a bad movie especially after watching something like fast and furious or something like that. And so it was just horrible. <laughs> kind of going back to where I, if I could find something, something I can like in that movie. I mean, the, some of the driving sequences are, are okay. Some of the driving sequences are okay. Um, but like I said, in comparison to a fast and furious, it's like, so subpar so anyway enough of the rant i just want to mention about that because you know like i said we're gonna i guess we'll you know by the time we come back in january well i'm guessing star wars will still be in theaters but i'm guessing we're probably not gonna <laughs> give like a review of it might post about it a little bit on um on social media speaking of that social media facebook instagram twitter snapchat at you know TikTok. Oh yeah, I forgot that one. <laughs> At Trent Chat twenty four seven. So I appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate Layla for joining us. Also, so until next year, we'll see you. Well, we'll see you on. Well, I don't know. It might be the first week. I re- I really don't know. But so we'll be back next year with all those candidate interviews, like I mentioned, and just thank thank you for listening to all these you know, all these episodes and for twenty nineteen. So to 2020 we'll chat with you later And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. Minute Maid slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. 
Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushie, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor for $1.59. Or try small McCafe frappes and smoothies for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca-Cola Company.